What's up, everybody? Welcome back to UFC Roundup. Feels like it's been a while, Michael. Feels you're like it's been forever. You're back in your log cabin, looking yeah. good. You're, you're you're out of Europe. You had your beautiful honeymoon. Yeah. Um, I guess we haven't talked since. How did everything go? Man, it was great. I had a good time. I mean, hanging out with you in Paris was a blast, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, but it was a lot of fun, dude. Got to visit some family. Ate a lot of good food. Drank a lot of good beer. Um, looking forward to doing it again paul how's uh how's the how's the return coming along how is the return of i don't want to say the irish dragon because we've are we transitioning to the iron lung is that what i I, for right now we'll say iron lung for fun today uh and it's going you know it's going i'm just training right i told you at the end of this there could be no fight the ufc may not even want to match me up but uh Hey, i'm back in the usada testing pool um Mm. for (laughs) for a couple months I did finally get tested. They showed up at my house the other day. And the guy's like, well, we still got to do this. I was like, oh, great. Yeah. It's 7.30 in the morning on like a Saturday. So all this stuff that you hear about UFC fighters complaining about these guys showing up at wrong times. They did. You're like, maybe but, I don't Maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe I don't want to get yeah. woken up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Um, yeah. But things are good. The uh, Eagles lost to the Jets. That oh, always, that that always painful. sucks. Painful. Um, the Phillies are are playing to get in the world series they're up one game so that that's go. fun i wish these games were not at eight o'clock at night on the east coast that's tough sleep is wrecked just move over here i know that's that's a good yeah. reason to right yeah. i can watch sports. sports much earlier there you go um <laughs> but michael 294 is this weekend oh. and it was an awesome card it's still an awesome card but everything has changed at the top of the bill the co-main event including the main event has shifted volkanovsky jumps in there again on 12 days notice, I believe, the man was about 181 pounds, by the way, when he took this matchup. What are your thoughts? Does he have a chance? Does he have a chance to go out there and upset him on short notice? Did he gain enough confidence in the first meeting to make adjustments in the rematch? 1,000% yes. And Dean Thomas said something really good this weekend where he said he believes Volk's going to win because now that Volk got a feel for him, he knows that the, he knows what adjustments to make. And there's nobody in the UFC... You know, it's him and John Jones, not just on the pound for pound goat list, but in terms of highest fight IQ. Yeah, we have to respect Volkanovsky's fight IQ, and we know. I mean, we know people amongst the circle of MMA, the people that are really in, that really know how good Volkanovsky is. That get the people that get to see him in the training room, the people that are a little bit closer to him than the than the general public. We all believe that he's going to make the adjustments to win this fight, and and. I do believe that he has been preparing for this match. He said after he fought Yair Rodriguez, once he heals up, he's training for October to fight Charles Oliveira or Islam Mahachev. And he's going to approach both of those fights eerily similar, maybe more sub-defense on the Charles Oliveira side yeah. and with 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 Islam, obviously, wrestling defense. But I do believe he's in shape. While he may weigh 181 pounds, I do believe he's been preparing for this moment, and five rounds will never be a problem for Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah, I think it's interesting, right? I was watching his little documentary and I was obviously watching Countdown and Embed It and all that stuff today before we did the show. And it's interesting, right? Because he's a guy that is always fit. Even if he's a little heavy, he knows how to lose the weight, but he's always fit. So what do you do with 12 days? And I was trying to think about how he would break down that short of a camp, right? I'll bet the first two or three days, he just hammered those kind of uh, shark tank type rounds mm-hmm. where you saw him sparring, grappling, just getting yeah. the body, ab- abusing it for his quick a time as you can then like a taper period and then it's just like all right we we revved the engine 
Now let's go. We've done these five rounds so many times. I, I'm so curious to see how he, I can't make a prediction, but dude, I think he's going to do well on that short, short of notice. I just think he's that kind of guy that rises to these occasions, but Islam, you know, I was watching some of the highlights too, and his stand up. he hurt Volk in that fight a couple times too. So I'm interested to see how it plays out um, in the striking exchanges between these two as well. We know there's going to be plenty of grappling and scrambling between them, but I'm I think curious to see who can hurt who first on the feet. Yeah, and you know, I uh, I think that Volk is at such an advantage because you know, I'm going to sound like I'm just on Volk's nuts right now because I'm just praising the guy, but... <laughs> Just yeah, I mean, for him, they're this big. I'm sure that they probably drag behind him. But uh, but for 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 Islam, you know, he's preparing for Charles Oliver, and I'm sure that he works with the same guys. He's the type of he seems like he doesn't really bring in any new teammates. I think Islam works with just the same guys. But when you're preparing for Charles Oliveira, it's a stark contrast from training for Volkanovski. I mean, let's just look yeah. at the size difference. You're going against a guy that's around six foot. You know, grappler, not a lot of takedown defense, super dangerous on the feet, makes the yeah. takedowns much more available because of the way Charles comes in. Where Volkanovsky, smaller, power oh, pellet, sure. good yeah. movement, super fast. Like, so to make that change, I feel like that puts Islam at a slight disadvantage. But Islam is, you know, that he, he, he's going to make adjustments as well. Yeah. But the difference is like, he hasn't had his sights set on Islam or on, on Alex the way that Alex has had his sights set on him. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's moving on to the next fight where Volkanovsky is probably training for this fight. But in the back of his mind, thinking about the adjustments he's going to make when he earns his next shot against the lightweight champ. So, and Paul, like you, you fought a, you fought a main event on five days notice. I mean, are you saying that the way that you believe Volkanovsky approached this main event is the same way that you did like rev the motor for a day or two and then focus wow. on the cut. Yeah, that's all we that's all we did. I mean, yeah. I got I got the call, I guess, on like Sunday and it, it was decided, I think, on Monday of fight week. And by the time I actually had the thing booked, it was like Tuesday and I was leaving for for the, the week. But I just got to I got the call. I went and immediately hit like five or six hard rounds with my buddy Ryan Kafaro and just smashed high pads to see if I had the energy in me to even take the fight. We hadn't taken the fight quite yet. And I was like, all right, yeah. I think I can do this even yeah. on short notice because I was training for the triathlon. Then when I got out to Vegas, I got with Duke and Eric Nixick and we just smashed pads again. I, I did a ton of grappling and like um, escapes from, from bad situations with Dan Ige. And then that was it. We rested up and we cut weight. It was wow. like two days of work. That's it. And I went <laughs> and five rounds. And you did a strong five rounds, not just like. This is different. It. Obviously yeah. it's yeah. pay-per-view main event, Abu Dhabi, um, but luckily it's not, I don't think it's as far for Volk. How far of a travel is that from? I don't know. It's, it's still far, but it's a lot to take on against a guy like Islam. Who's just uh, crazy. And I think what I like about Islam, before we move on to talking about the co-main event switch up, the thing about Islam is how he's handling it, right? Saying him and Habib are like, listen, doesn't matter who we're facing. We're, the, we're supposed to be the baddest man on the planet. We're supposed to be the baddest lightweight. We take on all comers. So I love the attitude that, there wasn't even a second thought about it. He's he's better than him, and he'll be better than him again. So I love that approach. But Komain, dude. Oh, uh, dude, another one. My God. Costa, so crazy. Out and talks about this surgery stuff. What's going through his head? I know he says he's preparing, and we see footage yeah. of him trying to fight through it. But you yeah. know that if you say that and you show documentation and proof that you just yeah. had elbow surgery, then it's going to get infected. You're going to get pulled regardless. What, what was the thought process here 
behind Costa. I, I hate to say it, but like, look, Costa's as tough as they come. They, you watch the guy fight. He's an absolute savage. Like, look at his fights with Yoel Romero. Like, I'm not yeah. discrediting his toughness, but what I am going to discredit is you've been in the UFC long enough to know if you tell them you, you're having a really bad weight cut, they're going to pull you from the fight. If you tell them you had surgery two weeks before the fight, they're going to pull you from the fight. Like, you've been around the block long enough to know how this works. So if yeah. you really wanted to fight, why the hell would you post pictures of you out of surgery? Like, you should be trying to mask this. Like, yeah. and for Costa, it's like, I don't know. Like, are you... Are you trying to find a way to give you like a crutch, like or like a built-in excuse? Like, oh, yeah, he beat me, but everybody saw that I had surgery before the fight. Like, was that why he was putting it out there? Was he yeah. finding a way out of his fight? Did he want sympathy? I don't know, Paul. But all I know is the times that I've been injured before fights, like when I broke my foot 10 days before the Anthony Pettis fight, I didn't post a picture of my x-ray to show the world, like, I'm going to fight this fight, even though I have a broken foot, like. You don't do that. It's just yeah. not what you do. You're a fighter. We go into these fights compromised, and we don't – I mean, usually, like, you, re, if you want to reveal it, you do it after the fact. Whether you win or lose, that's on you. But, like, either way, I don't want to spend much time bitching about the fact that Polo Costa pulled himself from this fight because now we have Kamaru Usman, the former lightweight – or the former welterweight champion, the former pound-for-pound -pound goat, stepping in up a weight class, against the boogeyman a guy that nobody wants to fight in Hamzat Chmaev and if you would have told me Paul two years ago that Hamzat Chmaev and Kamaru Usman are going to be fighting for a number one contender match against Sean Strickland I would say I want what you're smoking like <laughs> I never would have guessed this in a million years like I saw him in in Milan walking around we were walking by the Rolex store and I saw him in Milan when we were on our honeymoon and I'm like this guy's jumping in there a UFC 294. Like, that's just crazy. Who did you see? You broke up there for a second. Oh, sorry. I saw I saw Kamaru in Milan when we were on our honeymoon. Like, that was what? That was like a few weeks ago? A few weeks ago. Yeah, like a month yeah. ago. And you're jumping. I mean, look, Kamaru's a guy that stays in shape. He's not a guy that lets himself go. If you see him, he's absolutely jacked year-round. But that's just crazy to me. He's another one of those guys. Like, that's Kamaru has confidence. He has skills. He's got yeah. like a 96.7 takedown defense rate, which that's yeah. really going to come into play this fight. And what, what intrigues me, right, me yeah, what intrigues me, Paul, is does does Hamza Chamayev come at Kamara Usman the same way he does all of his opponents? Right out the well, gates, blazing and if hot. If he does, is it a problem or a mistake for him? Because mm -hmm. you know Kamara is ready for that. He's going to be mm -hmm. sitting back. He, he's confident in his takedown defense. If he lands a big right hand and can stun him, we saw Gilbert Burns hurt him. You got to be. You know, Kamaru Usman is teammates with Gilbert. They fought each other. He knows all about him, ins and outs. To see him go and battle him that way, I, I feel like he knows there's he's he he knows some things. I feel like he really trusts in how he matches up in that fight. Otherwise, you don't take that that fight. And also now with middleweight shifting with Strickland in there and Izzy and taking a break, it's the perfect time for Kamaru to jump up to middleweight and try his hand there because he, those guys were buddies. You could tell he didn't really want to do that. So now what an opportunity for Kamara to shake up the middleweight division like crazy. Mm -hmm. He knows it. It's a huge opportunity. And, hey, let's be honest. I'm sure he's getting paid well to go and do it. Oh, dude, he's getting paid very well to go and do it. And, and there's a great storyline. He wins. 
there's a great storyline if he wins is is Sean Strickland yeah. gets another rematch. He gets to rematch yeah. Kamaru. Like Kamaru kind of kind of piss pounded him a little bit when they fought years ago. But Sean Strickland's a way different fighter than he was then. Same with Kamaru. But it, on the other side of that, Hamza Chimaev could find himself in a title fight. The only thing that I find concerning is he gets a number one contender fight. Let's say he wins the title over Sean Strickland. Do we is or do we only get to see him fight once a year? Like that's yeah, that's my biggest concern because you know Kamaru, <laughs> you call him he'll fight he'll fight anybody. Like he was one of the most active champions we've had in a long time, and I could give these guys their praise all day long, but I'm pretty sure we got five rounds to get to. We got five rounds, man. We got, we got to do five, five rounds. rounds, Cody. Yeah. We got five rounds. Let's we got go. five rounds, baby. All right, Michael. You lead the dance. I, I, I haven't even looked at any of these yet. I haven't either. Going in blind. You go ahead first. All right, future-based question. If Alex Volkanovsky takes Makashev to another competitive five-round and loses, will Volk's legacy be overshadowed by these two losses at lightweight? Does Islam go double champ at welterweight next, or is he back at Charles? Good questions. Good questions. Um, I'll start. As far as Volk's legacy, I, I, I still think having the, the cojones to step in on notice like this to battle somebody like Islam, even if he does another competitive job, I don't think it tarnishes his pound-for-pound uh, pound status. I think he still yet again proves that these two are top three pound-for-pound pound greats, or top five at least. And I think if he continues to dominate the featherweight division the way he has, um, I think it just shows you how, how damn good he is, that he was that heavy, 12 days notice. He comes in and he's still competitive, even if he doesn't lose uh, even if he doesn't um, win, I still think it doesn't tarnish. And as far as the other fight, man, I think it all depends on how it shakes out on Saturday on where Islam goes next. If he dominates, goes out there and just absolutely dominates uh, Volkanovski this time around, then, you know, if he calls out the welterweight, maybe he waits around, but I hope not. I, I don't want to muddy it up yet. I, I think he should stay, beat some guys, beat Charles again, or see who else emerges as a potential uh, contender. What do you think? Uh, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the, the Volkanovsky question. I don't think that it tarnishes his legacy because look, he's still absolutely running through guys at 145 pounds. Like really he's improving every fight. I, I just don't think that if, if, if it, to anybody, if this tarnishes their legacy, I would really question their education and their credentials in terms of having an opinion in mixed martial arts, because going up on 10 days notice to rematch a guy that you arguably beat. And even if he even if he got finished, let's just say he gets yeah. finished, I don't think it tarnishes his legacy at all. He stepped in on 10 days' notice against a guy that's in in route to follow the great Habib Nurmagomedov and potentially be at the top of the pound for pound list someday. And for the question with with Islam going up, lightweight's too competitive. I think there's too many fights here for him. Justin Gaethje's waiting in the wings on the heels of the BMF win. Uh, you know, Charles Oliveira's right there. You know, you got maybe, your, yeah, maybe Charles gets skipped, huh? If he goes out and, and wins and Gaethje's in line, and yeah, know. I just think that it's it's Colby. I mean, I know that Islam's talked about it, but to me, I think Colby Covington is angling to fight Islam next if he beats Leon Edwards because he doesn't want to fight guys like Shabkat Rachmanov. Like, look, Colby's good, but you look at the way he fights, you look at the way he picks his matches, like he's smart. He would rather fight an Islam Mahachev. Than a Shavkat Rachmanov, yeah, that's just the fact. I mean, it, 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 that's that's the way I look at it. But 
I don't want to bitch too much about oh. Colby or else I'm going to get the, the, the MAGA gang beaten down my door <laughs> <laughs> round two. <laughs> You'll get somebody knocking. <laughs> Who do you think has a better shot at an upset, Alex or Usman? Ooh. I feel crazy saying Ooh. this. Like I can make picks right now, so I'll 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 tell you one of my picks. I do think that I feel this feels so weird saying this. I, I don't think Kamar Usman wins. I, I never in the last I don't know how many years I've never said that. I have always thought Kamar was going to win his fights. Yeah. Um, but I think that Volkanovski just because he's got a feel for Islam that he's been in there with him that he's had this matchup on his mind a lot longer. I know Kamaro really clamored to be the guy to fight Hamzat at 294. Before Hamzat was booked to fight, he was really throwing his hat in the ring to fight him. I just think that Volk's got a better chance just because he's been in there with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's damn. Isn't that weird that like I just picked against Kamaro Usman? I just never – like that just is well, weird. That's yeah. It's crazy. But I, I agree. I think – uh I just think since Volk's been in there before, yeah, uh, he's got the better chance of getting the upset. Even though you're right, that that is crazy to think about uh, mm-hmm. stepping in against Islam and you've got a better shot. But uh, I I know that Shemaev has looked. I've been watching some of his videos and his <laughs> training stuff. I think that he's hungry to get in there and, and hurt somebody. I just think he's got to be yeah. careful and be a little bit more dialed than he is. I think he's got to understand you've got a dominant former champ on your hands a guy with tons of experience who's very strong very good a wrestler and he's got power in his hands so yeah but i agree folk folk All you right. know it, 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 round three but in before yeah I'll, I'll touch on this later you go ahead uh if the usman versus shamayev winner gets to fight strickland for the middleweight title next who should Dirkus duplessis fight next or should he wait until he gets his title shot good question hmm. as well these are good questions these are great questions do you have thoughts on this one? I think for Drickus, mm, I mean, with Izzy saying that he's going to take a break, obviously yeah. that would be the no-brainer. Like, I would say Izzy and Drickus, but, man, he's just kind of in a tough spot given that wow. – see the it, rankings. Yeah, I mean, he'd just be Whitaker, who's just been the guy at the top of the heap. Um, and you don't want to roll the dice fighting a guy like Costa. It's like you can't trust that he's going to show up. Cannoneer. I like the idea of a Jared Cannoneer fight. I don't know if Jared Cannoneer has a fight right now. I'm pretty sure. Sh- I thought he did. Well, I heard he I might. He's, I don't know if it's he's fighting Delizze, right? He's fighting Roman Delizze. Right? Okay, you heard that too. Yeah, I thought he was fighting Delizze. Yeah, so I think for Drickus, unfortunately, he's in a position where he's just going to have to sit and wait. He's going to have to might. sit and He might, yeah. You know, and that's unfortunate because he could have been the guy fighting Izzy in September. And he could have been I mean, the guy with the middleweight fight, title right now. If huh? he wants to fight, he could also see what happens with Brendan Brendan Allen and yeah. uh, Paul Craig and fight the winner of that to see who's if he if he really wants to stay busy. Yeah. Um and not get overlooked again cuz now he's got to be careful too that mm-hmm. he doesn't want to get overlooked like he did here. If he sits mm-hmm. and waits, he still may not get that fight and then now it's it's a long time later and now you got to fight anyway. So mm-hmm. I would start eyeballing some guys that he's interested in now and maybe put some feelers out if he starts to think like, you know what? I feel like it's too long of a wait because it, it's definitely a – it's a poker game. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you got so much luck involved. It's, there's yeah. a lot. I don't think people realize how much luck is involved with getting a title fight. It's like yeah. even look at, Tony, look at Tony Ferguson. Like yeah. even I know he got into a few title fights and things had happened where, you know, he got injured, Khabib got injured, but I mean – 
Yeah, dude, you got to look at guys' careers and what fights fall off. Like, I mean, not that I was anywhere near a title shot, but I mean, I lost uh, James Vick as an opponent a couple times. I had to move up to welterweight. Then you break your arm there. Then you're out a year and you're Mm. waiting to fight. Then you got to climb back. You know how it is. You you lose yeah. one fighter. You switch weight class. We get fighters get derailed so easily by stuff. Um, yeah. So and the other I, thing too. The other thing yeah. too is a big part of Drickus getting a title fight was. I mean, yeah, he's winning, but also the fight feud Izzy. with with Izzy. Like Izzy yeah. was kind of the guy that was really kind of roping him in there. Like now with Izzy not holding the title, you're just another contender. Yeah, you're just you're another contender. contender. Yeah, you're, you're a damn good player. fighter at that. But we know what we like. We like to see bad blood. That's just we all like to see grudge matches. So good question. These are these are uh, getting me thinking about the landscape here. But yeah. all right, let's get the next one. So yeah, we're not sure. He he might have to wait. He might be screwed. Do you have access to some production companies to film Gaethje and Case Volkwins, knowing he would have to wait that much longer for another title shot? And what do you think he'd break first in his house? Should that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd break his bong first. Yeah. <laughs> honestly i don't know i think justin yes he would be upset and i understandably so because he to get it's it's hard enough to get one title fight and he got a fight with with charles like he's like you just fight poirier again say all right we'll run it back again (laughs) it's like and for him who who do you put him in there with like that's another guy that's kind of been around the block and fought everybody like there's really not a lot of options out there for justin gaethje so does he wait you know do they you know make him and charles fight each other again i don't know man i don't know what i would do if i was justin gaethje i think i would i would almost bet that he would wait i honestly kind of have a feeling that he would wait because it's like he's smart he knows like he knows the luck involved in getting not one not two but three and it's luck and success like he he earned this third shot for sure turned around rafael physique and he's done so well um yeah you know what I mean? He bonuses, double bonuses all the time. Yeah. He's probably got a great contract. For him, yeah. it would just make sense. Yeah. And, and the way he fights and the style that he fights at. And it, the, where he's at in his career. Dude. He's like, he's he's my age. He's 35. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he's, you know, he's not some young spry guy anymore, you know? No, still tough as still, shit, though. But, but taking that rest for his style is never a bad thing either to go in. Oh, and... All right. Next That's one. Tough. That's a tough situation to be in. There's lots of these, man. House cat. House cat, oh, our, our unofficial third host. <laughs> yeah, I know. We should uh we should talk should to bring, him. We should bring him on, dude. Become part of the part of the show. I say he because I I know who this real person is behind House Cat who watches him. Well, if but, he comes on, he's gotta bring the cat. Yes, well that that's uh, a no-brainer. What's one movie slash album, play, or TV show that someone recommended to you that was so bad that the only proper way to process the awfulness of the art was to do this cheers and uh i'm not sure what uh i think it's a, a angry picture of the cat oh yeah 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 um what's a bad root movie recommendation um hey babe where are you i think there was like a scary movie called rendezvous or something that somebody recommended like this is so scary and i was like Sweet, like I haven't seen a good scary movie in a long time, and we watched it. We're like, this was the dumbest movie I have ever seen. Like, it was literally, it was crap. It was crap. I'm pretty sure it was called Rendezvous, something of that sort. Something where they like this guy had like a rental house, and there was like some like tomb inside of it downstairs, and there's some weird like, I don't know. Well, it was crap. It was total total shit. Sorry for swearing, I Cody. Watched, I just recommend it 
um, on something by Netflix or something the other day with Ashling. We watched this movie about the mummy and it was like a remake from like a 1990s uh, movie. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to punch the screen because we watched the whole thing. <laughs> Absolutely awful, awful. Um, Michael, it's time for final thoughts. We got to get out here. Our man Cody's got to get on a dang flight to yep. Abu Dhabi as well as me. I'm out of here. I'm bummed. Uh, I'm not going with you guys. I love some Abu Dhabi, dude. Miss oh, that man. place. Fight Island, baby. I'm 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 off again. 14 hours ahead of me. Still got to pack my bag. So yeah, two nights hey, before my, this weekend. My final thought is, guys, remember this pay per view is at an earlier start time. This is not regular time for the pay per view. So make True. sure you tune into your. Go on ESPNplus.com. Make sure you check the times because it's not the regular start time for the main card at 7 p.m. It's going to be a lot earlier. So make sure you check the times so you don't miss the action. Check so tune in next week. Your question. Check in next time. We'll break everything down. All right. We're off to Abu Dhabi. Michael's going to go and enjoy his log cabin. Peace out. Peace out, guys.